in a future, man can become one with technology. These men are out for revenge. Also, there's still no Tina Turner in these movies. <laughs> Today's movies, Hardcore Henry versus Upgrade versus Bloodshot. It's me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Movie Deja Vu, a podcast that answers the question, didn't I see this somewhere, from two movie aficionados. My name is John, and I liked two out of the three of these movies that we watched for today's episode. And with, <laughs> me, and with me is Aiken's real lover, the real mastermind behind, behind STEM, and a nanite in Vin Diesel's body, my co-host Shady. I thought you were going to make me a dead wife, so I'm very thrilled. No, that was too easy. Okay. You know what? You're right. Don't go for the obvious joke. Never go for the obvious joke. I figured <laughs> a nan- one nanite, just one single right. nanite. Right. I am but a single piece of the hive mind. Is it a hive mind? I don't understand this movie. Let's just get into it. <laughs> Let's talk about men <laughs> who are half man, half machine. Going for revenge in these movies. (laughs) Yes. That's it. We did it. We did the episode. We did it. No, there's there's, more to talk about. There's more? If we were saying that, I would be like, well, yeah, it's all just RoboCop, but not as funny. Should we save that for final thoughts, though? Did we just do final thoughts? Do we do the episode already in five minutes? (laughs) No. No, there's more to talk about, John. Fine. We'll just, we'll break down the movies. Ready? Hardcore Henry came out in 2015. It's written and directed by Ilya Neischler. I butchered that name and I'm not sorry about it because I don't know it. But I am sorry because I I loved your movie and I loved what you did with it. I loved it. (laughs) Katie, on the other hand. Um, I I didn't hate it. Okay. Um, additional writing by Will Stewart on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 51% splat rating, which I don't understand why splat is so high. Oh, I, I genuinely don't get Rotten Tomatoes meter, which is why I prefer Metacritic because theirs makes sense to me. And speaking of Metacritic, it also got a 51 out of 100 on there. And that is out of 30 reviews, 11 were positive, 14 were mixed, 5 were negative. Does that seem like a lot of reviews, though? Not for a movie this recent. Gotcha. It's also, like... I thought so. It's it's also a foreign movie, and both of these sites, I think, use more North American slash British sources. (laughs) Technically, am I wrong in saying that this is a foreign film, technically, even though it's English language? Um, I'm gonna not disagree with you. Okay. But they did do the festival circuits. Right. So. But so did Parasite, and that's a South Korean film, not an American film. That's true. So maybe I can agree with you. Okay. I think I'm gonna agree with you. It's a foreign film. Yeah. Okay. And foreign meaning Russian. Uh, Which explains some of the jokes. Yes. And (laughs) according to IMDb, Henry is resurrected from death with no memory, and he must save his wife from a telekinetic warlord with a plan to bioengineer soldiers. Sure. I mean, if you're not in after that, I don't know what you're 
what's wrong with you um <laughs> i'm not in that sounds fucking boring <laughs> telekinetic warlord yeah telekinetic warlord yeah sorry there are a lot of superhero movies fine you're not fucking special <laughs> then there's upgrade which came out in 2018 written and directed by leo wanell did i say that name right leo wanell, wanell? i i believe it's wanell not wanell but that's how it's but it's lee lee yes lee. i think i accidentally said leah at first and i'm not sorry but i am on rotten tomatoes it's got an 88 percent fresh rating which that's a good number I'm going to agree with it. It's such, it is a good movie. Yeah, it's re- that opinion. is a respectable, it has a main character. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but on Metacritic, it's got a 67 out of 100. Yeah, so that is out of 33 reviews, 26 were positive and 7 were mixed. There are no negative reviews on this website. See, now that is weird. I know that this was the H Brothers that did it. But I think it's an American film. So. Yes, I believe it is as well. So 33 reviews is, is low in my. It's still also a fairly limited release. It was technically an indie movie. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it also feels too low to me as well. Like more people. I think more people would have seen this movie if it were covered a little bit wider. God, why aren't why aren't we reviewers? Let's let's do that. Let's let's switch gears. <laughs> Is that not in a way what we already do? But like, get paid for it, and you know, sure. have our score counted on Metacritic and all that. Uh, sure. And according to IMDb, set in the near future, technology controls nearly all open at. All aspects of life, not open. I added that word on accident. But when the world of Grey, a self-labeled technophobe, is turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant. Did he call himself a technophobe? I don't think he ever does, but he definitely openly expresses anxiety over technological automation. Yeah. So maybe they're just doing like a condensed version of saying all that. So this also brings us to Bloodshot, which mm-hmm. came out in 2020. Now, prior to recording this, I have I never saw this movie, and I'm the one that suggested these. I <laughs> solely based this off the trailer. So I am not sorry to you. It's okay. It did no damage to me because it didn't stick in my brain. (laughs) Uh, I saw this movie and I still like don't think I saw this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It happened. You you saw Vin Diesel try to do something. Isaac Gonzalez was in it and Lamorne Morris was in it and Outlander was in it. And I think Vin Diesel was named Ray Bloodshot, but I'm not sure. Well, you know what? We can ask the writers, which <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, Jeff Wadlow and Eric Heiserer. Welcome Whoa. back with your screenplay. Yeah. For those of you who don't remember them, Eric Heiserer did, uh, that was me. I, I, we didn't start <laughs> skipping. Uh, did Final Destination, I believe five. 
Yeah. You're the fifth one. Yeah. Which the, these guys both have a lot of credits and I don't think they're bad screenwriters. I don't know what happened in the process of writing or doing script edits on this movie. And maybe we could blame director David S.F. Wilson. I mean, I don't want to blame him fully, but I don't want to leave him out of the blame either. <laughs> also, welcome back to the podcast, uh, Johannes Johansson. He was in Bloodshot, and uh, earlier he was in um, Eurovision Song Contest. Who is he in Bloodshot? He's not one of the people I forgot existed. Yes, he is. <laughs> okay. He's uh, the... Full disclosure to our audience, I watched this movie a day ago, and I had to read the Wikipedia plot summary for it multiple times since then because I genuinely couldn't remember what happened in this movie. And like, there are full characters who I don't remember. Johannes Johansson played the char- the guy that had the EMP on his desk, but Vin Diesel ended up shooting him. And then the mm. other hacker guy. Like, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yes. This movie just didn't stick in my brain whatsoever. I apologize in advance that we are going to be discussing it. <laughs> I got to say, though, Rotten Tomatoes may agree with you. Yeah. We got a 30% splat rating. I think that's a little generous. It's generous, but like, like I told you before we started recording, I did like Lamorne Morris in it. And I would have, I liked his scenes. I remember his scenes because he was very entertaining to me. Which one was he? He is the The computer programmer. Yeah, the programmer with the British accent. British in air quotes. (laughs) Yeah, he's uh, an actor from Illinois. (laughs) Oh, this movie brings back another actor, actor. Right? Oh, Isa Gonzalez, who yeah. was very briefly one of the misfits in Gem and the Holograms. Oh, and such a good scene. A great scene. The, the, the good scene of that movie. <laughs> the, the only <laughs> reason to watch that Yes. Movie. And yet, Isa Gonzalez, I thought, was genuinely pretty good in Bloodshot. I see her like as an action heroine and everything. But this movie was not as good as Gem and the Holograms, in my opinion. No. (laughs) (laughs) So you at least remember Gem and the Holograms. Right. It was bad, but in a way that I found was entertaining. And this was bad in a way that I don't remember what I felt watching it. Uh, okay, so Metacritic gave it a 44 out of 100. <laughs> yeah, that's out of 35 critic reviews. Jesus Christ. Two of them were positive. <laughs> 25 were mixed. Oh. And eight were negative, which, you know what, that does seem a little generous, but, like, good on those mixed reviewers for... What were the positive finding, scores? Uh, the highest one was 70 out of 100. So still like a C plus, like it's but not an A plus movie. I think both Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic were very generous. Yes, I agree. This stretches what would define a movie to me and not well, merely a collection of images and sounds. Well, did you read what IMDb calls it? That, like summarizes it? Read that summary to, to me. Ray Garrison a slain soldier is reanimated with superpowers. Oh, wow. That's it. (laughs) That's all. I can agree that all of that happens in this movie, except that I don't think they ever call him Ray Garrison, do they? At the beginning, they do. 
I don't remember that. I, also, I, thought, I thought his name was Ray Bloodshot. It's funny because I watched this on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. right? And on Amazon, you could do the whole x-ray thing. Yeah. You know, where you can hover your mouse or whatever and you'll see like the cast list and some trivia and all that. Yeah. The flashback, quote unquote, um, part they called Vin Diesel Ray Garrison, and then when he wakes up, they called him Bloodshot. Like when so he, from wa- my when understanding, he wakes up in this, the lab. Yeah, so this is based off of a comic book, correct? It is. So in the comic book, he might be called Bloodshot a lot, like in the same way that Superman Wolverine. is called Superman. Right. Yeah. They just don't, so they named the movie that because that's what the comic book is titled, but that they don't they don't call him Bloodshot, do they? Mm, I don't remember. Honestly. I don't. I don't remember them actually calling him Bloodshot. It was just like a code name that was unknown to the audience. Like, like they they introduced the rest of the cast, and that was it. Yeah. So I found like five plot points that were the same throughout all three movies. Yeah, I was uh, I was just about to say I found so many more plot points between two of these movies than I mm-hmm. did all three. Although weirdly enough, I could not find plot points between Hardcore Henry and Bloodshot in my Oh, I got a lot. Ooh, sweet. Maybe I missed I almost... them or or I called them all three. Yeah. I just those were the two that I was like, I feel like we could almost remove upgrade, except that I want to talk about upgrade because it has a plot. Well, um, a man is revived with some new and somewhat experimental tech. Um, although Gray and Upgrade isn't dead, he's just a quadriplegic. So that's why I said revived in a way. I like I, I, I try to call it revived because his limbs were brought. Right. Back. We can we can reasonably say that Henry and Ray Bloodshot are basically dead. And obviously we see Gray surviving for several months between his accident and the implementation of the AI. Sure, let's call it that. If you told me that Upgrade took place in the course of two weeks, I'd believe you. I would. I did not assume it was months. They have like a title card that says like three months later at one point. Oh, I, I blanked. I must have been writing this <laughs> at that point. It's okay. And I've seen this movie before. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the... I mean, no, if, but I would agree with you if it weren't for that title card. I'd be like, yeah, no, this is... This is like two weeks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the man is on a warpath avenging his wife. Yes. Um, Estelle in Hardcore Henry is taken, and then the uh, uh, Asha is dead. Like right, dead, Asha. Dead. Yeah, he watches her die. And then we, we presumed that Ray Bloodshot's wife is dead. Gina Bloodshot. Gina Bloodshot. <laughs> um, he also he also has help from an outside source. Mm-hmm. Um, although Stebbin is on the inside, technically, but it's not. It was a he agreed with a scientist to put it in there. Keen. Yeah. No, no, I meant I meant like has help on his journey. Oh, like assistance. Okay, I see what you yes. mean. So although STEM is technically inside him, mm-hmm. literally it's a, inside him. It's a separate consciousness. It's a separate, yes. 
Okay. Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. There's a red herring twist motive for the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. And- somebody who we thought we could trust turns out to be somebody we could not trust. Or something. Or something. And all that. And then <laughs> um, at, at points, he has to fight other enhanced men. Mm-hmm. Men. Mm-hmm. To see his revenge out. Yes. Although Bloodshot has a, an enhanced woman. But she's an ally. But she's an ally. So, also, like, she has an enhancement that I really want. <laughs> yeah, to be able to breathe underwater? Gimme. Yeah. She could breathe in toxins, so she just, like, smoke bomb the fuck out of everyone else. Cool. That seems way more fun than being Ray Bloodshot. So I know Upgrade and is set in the future because obviously according to IMTB it says that but like yeah. would you also concur that Hardcore Henry and Bloodshot take place in a future? I mean they kind of have to I guess like there's or is it like paycheck where it's in an alternative timeline? I think it, it could be either one I could see part of my issue with Hardcore Henry was they don't explore the setting at all. So I was like, is this supposed to be like a John Wick thing where it's contemporaneous to us, but in like a completely different society? Mm -hmm. Or Mm. is this like Upgrade, which clearly takes place sometime in the Logan timeline, I guess, because automated vehicles. I, I was very confused by the entire setting of Hardcore Henry. Bloodshot, I think, doesn't know what it's doing. By the way, Shady and I did not agree to do all these callbacks, but we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do all these callbacks. Yeah. Um, it's what? What is this? Episode 25? Episode 25. It's about time that we do some callbacks. It's an anniversary episode. Fuck it. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Cheers, lady. <laughs> I feel like Bloodshot has to be in I mean, some sort of future. Yeah, I could think theoretically buy it as something similar to iron man where it's our current day if somebody smart enough to build all this technology existed or i could buy it that it's like two years in the future you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm not when i say it's set in the future i don't mean it's like upgrade where clearly Right, no, there's... Post-apocalyptic and... Yeah, I don't think they ever say the year in the movie, but there is a, like, there are points where you can see dates. And, like, I think the earliest date you see on any documentation is 2008, which is, I'll just say it now, I was going to put in fun facts, but that is the birth date of his wife, Asha, and she's 38 when she dies, so it has to be 2046. Oh, we're almost there. We're getting close to another... Oh, and this is another self-driving car movie, like in Minority Report. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so moving on, all three of these movies are very violent. Like, they have lots of squibs. Yes, but they also found the humor in some scenes. Yes. Yes. Like, uh, they're, they're funny about how violent they are. Like, although Henry doesn't talk in hardcore Henry... I still laughed at some of his quote-unquote reactions to things. I might have if I thought they were reactions, but I definitely laughed at Jimmy. I laughed at... Oh, yeah. Charlotte um, Charlotte Copley? I believe that's how you say it, yes. I'm not going to correct you because I don't know. (laughs) Um, And then also Anak. Is that the villain's name? Aiken. 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 Okay. 
Uh, I, don't, Jimmy, I don't remember them saying his name. I just remembered seeing it written somewhere. <laughs> Jimmy says it a lot, but Jimmy also says it in a heavy British accent. Right. He's like, he, a can. So he's, He says it as Charlotte Copley, who I can't understand half of what he says. <laughs> but Charlotte Copley is um, South African. Yes. He put on a British accent for it. And then but, the car fetishist, who was my favorite character. And I did specifically look up his credit because I wanted to see if he had a name. And his name is, in fact, Car Fetishist. Which one was that? He's the guy in the strip club who's pretending to be a car. <laughs> that, that strip club se- sequence was kind of, before it became bloody, was kind of funny. Yeah, that and part then, was really funny. Like when he's actually walking through it and looking through it, that part is great. My, I wish the movie was more of that kind of stuff. I, I really just liked it that all of a sudden there was a tank in the woods and I was just like, okay. Yeah, no, anytime this movie got like really operatic or and or campy, I was like, cool, I'm on board. And like, then it was like when stunts were happening, but you can't see the stunts, I was like, okay, I'm gone. Like when the uh, all of a sudden he tries to ride the horse and then he can't get on it. That part was hilarious. I fucking loved <laughs> I, it. I loved it. I can't remember. I, I know that there was some humor in Upgrade, yeah, there's uh, Jimmy. What was that person's name? Jamie. Yes, Jamie was funny. Also, like uh, Gray's reaction to working with STEM, especially in that first fight, was so funny to me. So, uh, it was fantastic. I love the timing of it was perfect. Logan Marshall Green, who is one of my favorite underrated actors because he's just not in a lot of stuff. He's so good in this movie. He, especially when he was just like, don't hit me. Don't do, don't fight back. Just tell me what I need to know and I'll leave you. Yeah. <laughs> he's like clearly beating the shit out of everyone. Right. Um, and I liked, I, I mean, we talked a little bit before we started recording. We're not, I get the choices he made physically when STEM took over. I don't know that I would have made the same choices, but there were certain things like he's fighting people and STEM can only control him from the neck down. So like he has to, physically push his own face to avoid getting punched in the face because stem can't move his head i didn't even think of that yeah it's really fun it's really clever but also super funny because gray the character isn't good enough at combat to react to that so stem has to physically manipulate him (laughs) but like even i know it's not intentionally funny but him walking was kind of (laughs) funny I, yeah because it's, it's, again, it's like it, when people are like i'm a robot i'm a yeah. robot it felt like a little child playing pretend and i mean that not as a criticism i do <laughs> uh, it's not exactly a compliment for me but it's also not a criticism either they achieved something that i don't think they wanted to achieve <laughs> and then bloodshot there was humor i don't remember I, do, Again, I remember a lot that happened in this, more, a lot more than Shady does, but I don't remember the humorous parts. I feel the, like it was just like the one-off moments like in Fast and Furious when Vin Diesel just has like a, huh, look or something. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot, again, the, the one character I remember, and I do remember his scenes, are Wiggins, or is Wiggins, Lamorne is Morris. Funny, that's right. Right. And he's a uh, comedic actor he's famous for doing sitcoms and stuff like that uh did i also miss anything plot wise from these movies these three movies i should say 
No, I think that's it for the three. Uh, I have two more points. Well, this is kind of a plot point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Are, are flashbacks plot points, or is that story? That's story. Yeah, if it motivates the character, we can use it as plot. Well, because you it, have... If it motivates an action, I should say. You have flashback moments uh, from scenes that happened earlier in the film. Like in Hardcore Henry, when... Who's Mr. Orange in Reservoir Dogs? Tim Roth? When Tim oh, Roth yeah, yeah, goes yeah. up... Was um, that his father? That was supposed to be his father. I wasn't so, sure if it was like a father or like just some other type of mentor. Nope, Clearly, Henry father. was a child. Yes, and that's supposed okay. to be like one of his real memories, not a fabricated one that they came up with. Right. That, I guess, is a plot point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have that in differences because... Um, Henry has to get a motivational speech from his dad to literally get off the floor and fight back. The it would other have been team... nice if we could see it on his face, but you know. Oh, damn it, Shady. Just love it with me. Um, no. The other two movies don't have a motivational speech, though. That's the point that I'm trying to get. Well, also, but the other movies have characters who are internally motivated that in hardcore henry that's the only point where he has internal motivation everything else is a reaction to something that's happened to him Mm. it's everything else is a character told you to do this so you do it or a character is coming at you to attack you so you divert that attack but it's not like an abcd2 boom boom callback um where (laughs) Every five minutes there was, in that movie, there was a motivational speech. Right. <laughs> like, right. The, like, Hardcore Henry is the only one that had that motivational speech. Yeah. He surprisingly didn't do one for Bloodshot. But his flashback is them playing, producing the false flashback. Yep. Uh-huh. Which, yeah. And then in Upgrade... The flashback moments is um, Gray seeing Asha die again. <laughs> yeah, it's stuff that we have already experienced. Like we as an audience, not just Gray as a character. Part of the problem with two of these movies is characters with one thing we know about their histories. One thing we know about their personalities. And then right. Upgrade actually develops a character. Well, that's the thing too. Even in Bloodshot, uh, Ray Bloodshot even goes i go i only go after these men i don't look for gina yeah in that moment of introspection it's like you've done this how many times at this point like yeah i can appreciate the ambition in these two movies um i just don't think they got the effects that they were going for for me personally i also straight up i'll say it a hundred times and i'll say it again i don't like action movies on the whole unless they just can really in the heart shady i Um, mean i check out of action so easily i don't care about action i care about characters and stories so if there's no character and no story i don't know why i give a shit about two people jumping around each other uh, especially if i can't see it that's probably a good segue into my next point that all three movies are kind of set up like video games like they are given a, a mission and they mm-hmm. have to, like, complete it to then get the new mission. More yeah. so, I found that more in Hardcore Henry, especially with the character Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to go to Slick Dimitri and pull that one cord so we can put it in you. 
help me get rid of these people in the, in my lab. I've, I'm not much of a gamer. Um, I play like Yoshi and Mario Party and shit like that. But this is Fetch Quest. Is that what they would call that? I, I'm not much of a gamer either. I just okay. know about these things. From, right. <laughs> like is I anything I know. Right. Anything I know about games on the whole is just like secondhand knowledge that I've gleaned from other people talking about video games. But are, are you calling Fetch Quest as like that's what the type is called? Yeah. Like there's a hard, there's a clear objective and it's just get the things. We'll call it that. We'll call these. We'll call these. If we, if not, we'll coin the term that these are fetch quest movies. Ah, I like it. I like it. And we're gonna call that back hopefully in future episodes. Someday, Um, if we do enough of these, we're gonna have to release our own dictionary. Oh, shady! That is so fetch. Um, (laughs) Do you have any more similarities between all three of them? No, because everything else I can think of is I would slate under differences. Okay. Now let's pull Hardcore Henry out of the bunch and just talk about Upgrade and Bloodshot. You kind of touched upon this, but it was shot in third person. (laughs) Right. There, There is an actual physical actor who acts as the character instead of just doing stunts as the character. Yeah. I, I don't want to say there's no actor for Hardcore Henry because obviously there are stunt actors, but they don't have to do any facial movements. They don't have to like have like certain posture. They don't have to speak or even really make any noise at all. They are there to perform the stunts. Mm. But obviously we've got Gray, who is played by Logan Marshall Green, and then Ray Bloodshot, played by Vin Diesel, aka Ray Bloodshot. He has a home base. Because, you know, Hardcore Henry is always on the move. Yeah. So, uh, Gray has his literal home. Yeah. That he uses to collect his thoughts after murdering people. And then Ray Bloodshot has RST. He has the RST building as, like, a home base. That he literally goes back after killing people as well. (laughs) Right. And then... I also wrote down that he goes offline thanks to a third party. Like, literally, they somebody shuts him off. Right. So, Aaron in Upgrade, and then yeah. Harding in Bloodshot literally shuts off the people. Okay, yeah, I did not think of that, but that's true. I, I tried so hard with, <laughs> with this one. Yeah. Not as hard as I did with uh, Lady Bird and Boyhood, but... <laughs> No, oh. um, but I could definitely, watching them, I, I, like, I, I can't say it concretely, but there were just so many similar feelings of what the movies were trying to achieve between these two that I don't know how to say as a concrete, like, plot point or something like that. Well, I mean, the bo- both men think that their wives are dead. Right. One actually knows that his wife is dead. Right. Um, and yes, there he's... are hell-bent on revenge of those that murdered her. Now, mm, with right. Bloodshot, and, it's all fabricated. Right. They make... A, I, we'll go into that a little bit more when we talk about Bloodshot and Hardcore Henry, but it's false memories that they're implanting in him for their own motivation. Yeah. Uh, up until literally the end of Upgrade, we know that Asha is dead. When Stem actually takes over 
Gray's body. Mm-hmm. And, and like sticks him in the matrix or whatever you want to call it. And we see Asha there. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I saw it, and they actually this time too, I had a brief moment of like, wait, is this real? And then obviously <laughs> it's not. But the um, brief, you know, you have the briefest of moments where you're like, oh, happy ending. Nope. Um, yeah, no, it's really in its own way incredibly dark, but Gray ends up happy. So really the dark part is like at what level are we allowed to be happy because his consciousness thinks he's at peace his consciousness thinks he's everything's okay but if stem after because stem needs the human side and if he ever has to pull him back out he's going to have that realization all over again and that's horrifying actually i can uh i think i put this I I, i i didn't actually mention this i think all three movies also set up a pseudo sequel like even yeah. upgrade you can yeah. kind of see a sequel happening yeah no i could see that definitely with the other two they set they set something up yeah uh, i think definitely bloodshot they might have planned a franchise i'll get into that in special features great <laughs> but that brings me to talking about hardcore henry and bloodshot so take up okay. i have man is more machine than human like, they even make a point to say that in Hardcore Henry. Right. Well, I mean, it's also on a meta level true in Hardcore Henry because, as I alluded to before, there is no actor who plays Hardcore Henry. There are stunt performers who do his stunts, but the actor is a machine. The actor is oh. a camera. So, literally, there is not a human Henry. There is a machine Henry. My mind is blown. And I don't want to say that I'm thinking too much into it. I think that was the intention of the filmmakers. Which is, I really love the ambition of this movie more than I love the execution for it. But that's like a really fascinating idea to me. To like literally replace your actor with a machine. Huh. Off screen for Mm -hmm. both Hardcore Henry and Bloodshot. This is the feature debut for the director. So, okay, you might bring this up in uh, special features and apologies ahead of time if you are. But Ilya Nashuller... Sure. If we're saying that correctly. Is he a stunt performer, like, by trade? No. Oh. It, it feels like a movie the, that I couldn't was made find by... That. Let me put it that way. I couldn't find Okay. That. Okay. Is he a, I've a got... cinematographer by trade? I've got a reason <coughs> that Go I'll tell it. you later. I'll tell oh, you later. Okay. <laughs> Go put for it later. It. <laughs> uh, um, but I couldn't... I didn't do extensive research on him but what i found says no okay good to know um i was just curious because watching this movie i was like i feel like whoever had this whole concept must know a lot about stunts even if he himself is not a a performer or choreographer because i did in a lot of ways but almost opposite i got a lot of john wick out of this movie but obviously i prefer i personally prefer the style of john wick to something like this all i'm gonna say though is that you're gonna shit your pants when you find out okay (laughs) what happens uh back to into the movie we're going right back into the camera uh uh, memories are blocked from the from the main person like the real memories not the fabricated ones right we are fed half memories in both of them or very yes. manipulated memories in addition to the fake ones. Because in Hardcore Henry, we, the movie starts with a memory 
that and it it's true it just cuts off before the important part yes and also we don't know how it plays into the picture as a whole and then in bloodshot uh, what we see is not true yes uh, until gina bloodshot tells him the truth can we say that it's pulled from a truth but it itself is a lie i think there was enough enough facts yeah in the lie there has to be a reason why they didn't just completely invent a woman to be his wife they made it somebody who he did genuinely love his ex right so like they must be pulling off of the emotions from that relationship but i feel like also he was a marine was he a marine in in the flashback I, i believe he was he was in the armed forces. I'll be, let's put it that way. Because that seems like the running theme with the other enhanced humans. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's one right there. Super superficial, but both have a character named Jimmy. Ah, I didn't even think of that. Totally different. I mean, at first similar, but then in the end, totally different roles. Where Jimmy in Hardcore Henry is genuinely an ally and also the only ally. Can we say that? Yes. Okay. The only <laughs> ally to Hardcore Henry. And the Dominatrixes. Oh, right. Yes. How could <laughs> I forget? forget? They're the only female characters besides Estelle. And the whores. The whores. Well, they're background extras. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in Bloodshot, Jimmy is old. I mean, he's not even really an ally. They're like still very if I'm remembering correctly, they don't like each other at all in the movie. They don't uh, act like friends. Ray Bloodshot doesn't care, I think. Okay, sure. The way that but I read not- it is that Jimmy Dalton is mad at him because he's the new toy. That's how I read it. Okay, so daddy loves you better than me. Daddy loves you better than me. It's a daddy okay. issues. That's yeah, how I read I see it. that. I could so be like, wrong. <laughs> right. So we don't ever think of them as necessarily friends, but we do think they're on the same side at the beginning of the movie, and then they turn out to be enemies in the end. Right, like, Jimmy's the one that tells him first. Right. Like, this is not real. (laughs) And Harding is the true villain because he's the mastermind behind everything, but the more cathartic defeat is against Jimmy Dalton because he's the bigger asshole. Yes, which um, I guess we could say is a difference just between all three of these movies that the cathartic defeat is different because in Bloodshot, it's against Jimmy Dalton, who is not the mastermind. In Hardcore Henry, it is against Akon. A- Akon, the A-Kan. villain. I feel so bad. I can't remember his name. He was my favorite character. <laughs> I think he most- is a camp queen and I adore him. <laughs> Every time he was on screen, I was like, yes. 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 <laughs> like, I just, I was like, where's the tip jar? I want to give you a tip. <laughs> I loved him. Across all three of these movies, he and Car Fetishist were my favorite characters by far. And then in Upgrade, the most cathartic death was Fisk. Right. Even though but he also, wasn't really like, like the big bad. Right, it's really more an upgrade where kind of denied the catharsis because Grey just ends up trapped. Um, So there's also a a thing that I thought was similar between Hardcore Henry and Bloodshot 
I guess we could call them cyborgs, right? Let's go for it. But they, it's not a dueling consciousness in Upgrade. It's a dueling consciousness. So Gray actually does have a relationship with the AI itself. Yes. And then I also wrote down, speaking of the them being androids or humanoids. Sure. Yeah. Um, the tech is thrust upon them. It's not, it's not like in Upgrade where Gray is given him. an option, even though he's, we know what he was going to say. But like, right. He was manipulated into the answer, but he wasn't just thrust into it, like you said. Right. These two are dead men who are revived. Yes. And have these this tech in them. No, that yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh also the company wants to weaponize them. Right. They're both super soldier plots. Yeah. yeah. Subplots? Sure. <laughs> the the villain's ultimate scheme is to develop super soldiers? Well, okay. I don't really... You know what? I don't really know if this is right, now that I think about it. Because Harding seemed out for revenge on his own company, and he's using mm. his new toys, a.k.a. the super soldiers, mm. to kill them. Mm. But Akan clearly just wanted to create a super army. Right. And and Henry is part of that army, but plays a different role for him because the footage from Henry is being broadcast to the world. I got kind of No, confused. it's being uploaded into the other soldiers and they are going to uh, alter the, to be their names. But I don't really know what Harding's plan was. There was no like real monologue moment that he had. Right. I'm trusting you with this. I, because like I said, I forgot Tibbs existed. Also, both movies have a dance sequence followed by a no homo moment. Mm, Yeah, I was going to say they both had needle drops. That upgrade just really kind of had its own score. But Hardcore Henry and Bloodshot both have needle drops of well-known popular songs that are kind of wacky. And then then followed by them being like, but I'm not gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do this crazy stereotypical dance that har- that uh, the villains have, but I'm not gay. Yeah. Not gay. Not gay. I'm a man. Uh, which I can forgive in Hardcore Henry because it's a Russian movie. I don't know that I can forgive an American movie in 2020 making those kinds of jokes. Nope. Not at all. Not, right. <laughs> not at all. Right. Um, do you have anything else between these two there is the biggest female character is specifically used to manipulate the main character. Yes. Okay. Because I about that. they do use KT every time Bloodshot is reawakened and given like a new quote unquote mission, a new person to kill. Yeah, it's in her script to right. lead him to Psycho Killer. Right. And then be like, no, don't go after this person. Right. And then Estelle, obviously, they are pretending was Hardcore Henry's, or just Henry. His name's not Hardcore. (laughs) Uh, Estelle is used to pretend to be Henry's wife and be, quote unquote, held hostage so that he goes on a quest to save her. Even though, plot twist, she's in love with Aiken. Yeah, she's she's a bad lady. Also, the first person, once the amnesiac character wakes up, because they both have amnesia, 
the person who explains their situation to them turns out to be the villain. Oh my god, yes! Which, technically, I guess KT is the first person Bloodshot sees, but Harding is the one who explains everything to him. Yeah, Harding is the one that is like, let me give you some backstory right now. Right. You did. And then it's Estelle is the first person Henry sees, and also the one who's like... And then, and then he sees... Uh, Akan who gives some sort of background as to mm. like when he pulled when he was brought into the lab yes. like how disfigured he was and all that oh my god Shady I love talking to you about these about with these episodes because then I remember more about these two these <laughs> I, know. I feel like that happens every time where one of us says a sprinkle of a nugget and then the other one's like oh yeah and let me yes, go upon I... that and the first one's like whoa whoa that is so true okay um <laughs> you I don't really have any similarities just between hardcore Henry and upgrade there is a scientist with weird bleach blonde hair who is not fully on the side of our hero Akon. Uh, yeah. And, and Keen. Yeah. Um, they both, I think, I think it's Aaron Keen is his ah, name. Ah, gotcha. And they both have similar hair. More of the stuff that I found similar with them was just in the way that the action scenes were shot, which involves a lot of uh, camera tracking and longer takes and things like that. Whereas Bloodshot is a little more, th- there's, you know, explosions and smoke and like loose particles that help hide a lot of the cuts and things like that. And then another one, which is really just more a thing about bloodshot, but we find out like about halfway through the movie that Gina was never Ray's wife, that she's alive. And also they broke up years before. I thought they were married, but then they got a divorce. Yeah. Maybe they, it was just that they were serious enough to like it, it was clearly married, but yeah, it was clearly a very deep relationship. I just remember that she said she broke up with him because he was always going out on missions and stuff. But yeah, you're right; they might have been married. I don't. I I can't say confidently that they were never married. Whereas we know Asha, and it remains true throughout the movie that Asha was, um gray's wife and is dead throughout the entire movie and it's not until the very end that we find out that estelle was not uh henry's wife at all so the motivation of saving and or avenging the girl for lack of a better term remains constant until the very end of the movie but that's like the whole basis of all three of these movies. That's why that's why it works to talk about them in in, in one of our episodes because they're all avenging the girl. Right. Um, it's just that in Bloodshot, that breaks about halfway through the movie, and the new motivation becomes figure out what the scheme is and stop it. Right. And then in Hardcore Henry, it happens within like the last. Yeah, it's 10 the climax. Minutes, five minutes. Yeah, yeah it's the, the climax of the movie. Is find is finding out that she's been manipulating him the whole time. Um, so that motivation stays true through almost all of the action. Any more? Or you want to go to differences? Let's go to differences. Uh, well, I just thought of another similarity between these two movies that I forgot to mention before. I'm just going to sneak it in now. Both have Glasgow smiles. What's that? So a Glasgow smile is when somebody's lips are cut at the edges to create a larger grin, similar to the Joker in The Dark Knight. Um, and in Hardcore Henry, upgrade, right? In Hardcore Henry, they do that to the extreme that it cuts off his head. Isn't that upgrade? No, that's Hardcore Henry. That's what they do to Akon. 
at the end right yeah. when yeah. was it in bloodshot and there, there was no one there was none in bloodshot gotcha so it was only yeah. the first two that were that you're comparing it to yes not all i three. just thought of it like just a couple seconds ago and what is it called the glasgow smile yeah because it's a thing that a lot of like a lot of criminals in glasgow used to do that to their victims oh good so it's famous for that city in particular but like Mm, lovely uh (laughs) (laughs) sorry people from glasgow if you're listening to this we didn't mean to call you out like that but we've done no glasgow is famous for lots of other things that are much more pleasant than that (laughs) anymore or you want to go to differences let's go to differences okay the setting is different yeah (laughs) You've got Russia, America, and globally. Most of it's in London? Most of it's in London, but, like, they go to Budapest. Um, They're in... They go to Budapest because it's really cheap to film there. They're in Mombasa, apparently. Well, not really, but, like, they say Mombasa. Um, I have no idea where exactly their headquarters is set like same thing with uh 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 upgrade i it's america right i want to say like la but i could be wrong yeah no they are very unspecific about it and then hardcore henry is set in the sky and then russia (laughs) (laughs) i can i love the movie i can call it out on its bullshit but i love this movie um, oh wait, a similarity between all three of them that I forgot about until just now. Elevator fight scenes. Oh yeah. Because well, they drop out of the elevator in Hardcore Henry and yeah. then immediately get into a fight as soon as they crash on the ground. Then there's uh, the people, there's like one building that there's an action scene, an extended action scene, an upgrade where people coming up an elevator end up getting shot. And uh-huh. then there's that whole the elevator whole shaft. So it's a much bigger element in Bloodshot than the other two. So I have as a difference, I'm surprised we haven't discussed this even further, but Akan is telekinetic. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I, do, I don't, I may have missed it. I don't know why he's telekinetic, but sure. Nope, did not they, miss it. Great. I'm glad he is because that's part of why I love him. Um, and then in Upgrade, there's only one cop character. Like, there's one right. cop in this in all of these movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Betty Gabriel as Cortez was that her name? Yes. Okay. I mean, I know that Henry fights police officers, but like, he's they're not working fodder. with them. They're yeah, they're, they're, they're fo- extras at that point. Yeah, extras they're, they're... slash stunt people. Um, and then in Upgrade, there's a there's a theme of old school versus new school. Yeah, Where... well, that goes into the fact that Gray actually has a backstory with, like, a well-defined personality before the plot even kicks off. Yeah. Because the real uh, the real um, conflict in this movie is Gray versus Stem, and Gray is already coming from a place of automation anxiety. He is a mechanic. He fixes old-school cars, so he's already feeling out of place in a world that has self-driving cars. Yeah, but like that—that that is, and that was Stem's deciding factor on him, mm-hmm. which I think we've spoiled all three movies at this point. <laughs> uh, 
Go watch them. Who cares? <laughs> Bloodshot, no one really cares about. It came out a year, a few, a year ago, technically. It was one of the last movies that was released in theaters before pandemic. Yes. I know, well, I know that. Well, I have that as a special feature. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Or can I do a sexy segue into special features? Let's do the sexy segue. Because I think we pretty much talked about, touched on the big differences. Let's do a sexy segue into special features, everyone. Special features. As you know, hopefully by now, if not, welcome to the podcast. Uh, (laughs) Each week, Shady and I take uh, assign ourselves these movies to do some further background to find some trivia in hopes to one-up each other and nerd out and surprise you i was tasked with hardcore henry and bloodshot and shady was tasked with upgrade so i'm gonna go first with hardcore henry and then shady will do upgrade and then i'll do bloodshot so henry was played by 10 different stunt men and cameramen including the director which was rigged with a GoPro Hero 3, I think that's what they called it. Okay, that like makes there sense. there was a rig uh, around their heads. This was released in 2015? 2015, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense then. And Ilya Neischler, the director, made music videos for his punk rock band Biting Elbows in the same way before he made this movies. And the songs are called Bad Motherfucker and The Stampede. <laughs> They're on YouTube. You can watch them. Watch the Stampede that, first because yeah. then you get to Bad Motherfucker and it makes sense. It's a story in and of itself. That makes so much sense because this whole movie felt like a music video that lasted for an hour and 15 so, minutes too long. I, to- I told you you would kind of shit your pants a little bit because if you look at his IMDb, literally the first credit is the Biting Elbows Bad Motherfucker video and then Hardcore Henry. <laughs> and then as a cinematographer it was hardcore henry uncredited yeah and then so hardcore henry was legit his first real project uh so it premiered as hardcore the, the movie was called hardcore at toronto film festival in 2015 and then when stx got the worldwide rights worldwide rights to the movie they retitled it as hardcore henry so if you notice in the posters that i collage for Mm -hmm. for our um for our socials i'm Mm -hmm. using the original poster um i didn't i wanted to pay homage to that yeah flip hair flip while uh while the movie doesn't explain how akan got his telekinetic powers there is a comic prequel to the film, STX Entertainment 2016 Ultimate Fan Edition called Hardcore Akan. <gasps> I haven't really Make dug- that movie! I haven't dug into it, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, if anyone knows how I can find it, you know the socials, and we'll get to it later. And then uh, Ilya Nashler and Charlto Copley expressed interest in doing a sequel though none has been announced yet mm. and clearly they leave well how open. would they bring charlotte copley back into it i thought the jimmy jimmy was dead or was that just another clone who knows they because he... and in the end credits you hear him start to give uh, henry another mission 
So they. I don't, I don't fucking sit through the end credits. Oh, Shady, you have to. I do for every movie. With this movie, I was so fucking tired. Oh, that's all I found. Shady, I'm going to pass this ball to you. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the cinematography in this movie because I thought the action scenes were shot really well, especially once STEM takes over. The actual camera language totally changes and totally becomes way more mechanic than it is for the rest of the movie, which is... Hmm. So interesting to me that you visually bring in how much the robot has taken over at this point. Um, And I was curious, especially in the scenes where Logan Marshall Green is doing a lot of action and it tracks him so perfectly in the center. What they actually did, I just uh, looked up, just meaning yesterday after watching the movie. Um, So the camera they used was an Alexa RE Mini And they actually hooked it up to, I'm guessing through Bluetooth. They connected it to a phone that was left in Logan Marshall Green's pocket. And it tracked the gyroscope on his phone the whole time. And that's why he is perfectly in center, even through all of these chaotic action scenes. Shut up. Yeah. And that was fascinating to me to read about that. So wait a second, the camera literally can move on its own? Well, it was on a drone. On a drone. Oh, yes. And then the camera was, it was following the phone. That's interesting. It was connected to the phone. So that's why he stays so perfectly in center like that. Terrifying, but interesting. We discussed how this movie sort of vaguely takes place in North America, but we don't really know where. But it was shot in Australia, and you can actually see certain road signs for Melbourne. Um, And if you're really paying attention to, a lot of the scenery, it's pretty obvious that it was not shot in the U.S. But here's one, because I know you like the Saw movies probably more than I do. I do um, like them. Did Don't you notice? <laughs> no, I'm not going to ruin them. This is a fun little shout out. So Lee 1L wrote Saw. Mm-hmm. He is the co-creator. Um, first of all, when Gray goes to look for Jamie the sign the name next to the doorbell uh like the buzzer is jay wan for <laughs> james wan the co-creator of saw and lee wanell's personal friend um They're also besties. yeah also that scene the action scene when they're in that like warehouse and the other cyborg people with the bullets in their hands are coming to find them. Did you notice some of the graffiti in the hallway? No. It was the jigsaw puppet. (gasps) The angle makes it difficult to see unless you're really looking for it. So here's a fun thing about the word STEM, which I assumed watching this movie that the AI was called STEM because it's implanted through his spine, his spinal cord. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's how it can control his motions. And that's where stem cells are located. But stem as a character, as much as you want to call stem a character, uh, is just a voice. And the Dutch word for voice is stem. That's on IMDb. It doesn't say if that was intentional or just like a curious uh, incidental thing. But I thought that was really cool. And then the last one I'm going to talk about is... uh, that this movie happened to come out around the same time as the Venom movie. Have you seen Venom? I have seen Venom, yes. Okay, so it's not similar to Hardcore Henry or Bloodshot, 
but it's pretty fucking similar to Upgrade, where he's oh, just like yeah. constantly it's, like. I have questions about Venom, but we could talk about that off camera. <laughs> we might do Venom as a separate episode. Just what the fuck is up with Venom? But like, it's even down to like people have pointed out that there's a very similar, like there's a huge physical resemblance between Logan Marshall Green and Tom Hardy, who was the lead in Venom. Yeah, I had a. There were a couple of moments where I'm just like, wait a second, who are you? Again? I thought it was Tom Hardy. I wanted to mention that because I didn't want to bring up Venom during Final Thoughts because it's not like the other two movies. Okay. But it's not dissimilar to Upgrade. So I wanted to mention it. Uh, Are you proposing a future episode now? Okay. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. But take it over. I want to hear about Ray Bloodshot. Um, I didn't really find a lot on this one. So we're just going to, we're going to go with this first fact that I found on IMDb. Bloodshot is one of the most popular characters in the 80 million comics selling Valiant Universe. Bloodshot sold over 7 million comics in all the in all languages. Bloodshot number 1 was a much anticipated comic that became the best-selling issue and has gone on to sell approximately 1 million copies. And then this hot garbage of a movie was released on March 13th, 2020. Oh boy. Which um, I don't know if a lot of you uh, remember that day. Um, that was day number three of quarantine for me personally. That was like the day. That was like the day before New York shut down. Wow. Yeah, because I remember going in for the the week of Friday the thirteenth. So it um, <laughs> it didn't do too well at the box office right uh but it was the first movie to be be released on the this whole vod Mm. thing that some movies did like trolls did so that's cool like it has its own place in history just for distribution right that's really cool it was it the and the release date was pushed back a month oh no it was supposed to come out in february um they didn't want it to compete with cats yeah And then I found that it is intended to be the first installment of a of a films set within the Valiant Comics shared cinematic universe. So there's Harbinger. That's a movie that is slated to come out sometime in the future. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be a post credit scene with Ken Watanabe. I don't know. I think Harbinger <laughs> is the name of a... I did a little research on Valiant Comics. Harbinger is the name of like a group of people. I believe I don't read uh, Valiant comics, but I believe it is a team. So I don't know who Ken Watanabe was supposed to be, but he, I think he was supposed to be the Nick Fury of the bunch. It sounds like it. <laughs> and then there's been another movie announced for the character Zephyr, <gasps> otherwise known as Faith Herbert. Yeah. Um, it was announced in 2018 with Maria Melnick writing the script. Oh, see, that's the only Valiant comic that I have read. And that's a great series. And do you know who Maria Melnick is or what she wrote? No. She wrote a little movie called Escape Room and Escape Room 2 that's coming out hopefully soon. Good for her. No, that's a very fun comic series. I would Which, love for that to be a movie because it's also very body positive. 
obviously a female superhero. I that's all really I found. Um, it, the movie is still sort of new as of uh, us recording this, so yeah. there wasn't really a lot to go off on. But are you ready for some final thoughts? Let's do it. So, final thoughts. Uh, every week we ta- we ask the same five questions in hopes of summing up the entire hour that you spent with us. Thank you very much, by the way. Shady. Yeah. You kind of answered this already, but are there other movies like the- like these three? Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. but, like, I mean, the idea of, like, having a cyborg and having this conflict between the human side and the robot side, that's, like, a very well-worn plot line in like cyberpunk and sci-fi and things like that but i did definitely think of robocop the most because that is about a man who is a cop and is basically killed and they revive him by replacing most of him with a robot and then he spends the rest of the movie figuring out his human memories and having to piece together his human life um but he's not avenging the death of his wife or anything like that no, he's avenging his own death um, and also trying to figure out his... Because he does have a wife. She He's presumed dead by everybody who was not part of the company that built him the robot. So her and their son have left and started a new life. So there's really nothing left to do with her. Huh. But like he has... and quite a bit of it not a significant amount but you know there are scenes that are shot in first person um including him using his do we want to call it terminator vision visor yeah because he because he can scan things and like figure out the best places to shoot and stuff like that but also his human memories are all shot in first person Hmm. any any other movies that you can think of I don't know. No. <laughs> Not all three of them. Like you said, Venom would, would be close to upgrade. Right. Um, yeah, I can't think of... Like Iron Man 3 has some similarities to Bloodshot, but a lot of that is just Guy Pierce. Did we like these movies? I'm going to say a hard yes. Shady, I know what your answer... Well, I'm going to say a hard yes for two of them. Okay. Um, This is not my type of movie that I get invested in in the first place. So I liked the one that had a character I could connect with. Would you watch them again? No. I wouldn't hate watching Upgrade again, but like even as much as I like enjoyed watching it, it, it's not the type of movie I watch. I liked, I liked, I will, I liked the uh, Hardcore Henry and Upgrade and I will watch them always and forever. Um, would you recommend them? Would you actually recommend these movies for somebody, though? Honestly, I'm gonna be honest, I would not recommend Bloodshot or Hardcore Henry to anyone. I mean, I'm not surprised you wouldn't recommend Bloodshot. Yeah, it's not a very good movie. Nope. Vin Diesel <laughs> couldn't like, save it. Yeah. And then, like, the villain was fun in Hardcore Henry, but the rest of it, I feel like if you want to, if you're the type of person who would like a movie like that, you've seen it already. Uh, I'd recommend Hardcore Henry to everyone, just so you can have the adrenaline shot to your brain. Or you could just watch Crank instead. No! Hardcore (laughs) Henry, so you can also vomit! Um... And then finally, I, mean, I don't. I don't like Crank either. Crank gives me the same sensation as Hardcore Henry. 
When we get to that, you're gonna not like it. But <laughs> and then finally, and then finally, are these movies actually the same? Yes, hard guess. <laughs> yes, absolutely, all three of them, absolutely the fucking same movie. <laughs> Slight differences, but yes. Uh, variations. Um, obviously, one of them is in a very different style than the other two. One of them is not as good as the other two in any way. And then one of them we just held up on a pedestal. We both hold it up on a pedestal. Yeah. <laughs> as being the best of all three of them. But it's kind of, it's funny. It's like that um, that sequence in Bloodshot where they're redoing the... Um, the memory scene for him but they're changing small details here and there that's what these movies are yeah i will say um to be fair and completely objective i think there was a lot of ambition in hardcore henry that i really appreciated and then i think there were good ideas in bloodshot and then there were just too many of them so they couldn't actually execute any of them the right way yes but the idea of them using the same memory and then just fixing who the focal point was so that it's a new target, that was an interesting idea. But like oh, the whole oh, motivation okay. is the same as all the other uh, in all three yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the same. <laughs> and if you want to fight us or, you know, you want to commend us for watching Bloodshot, uh, you, can, <laughs> you can tweet me at Movies John. That's John with no H. Yes. Or you can tweet me at Cookie Shady, Or if you want to connect with us as a podcast. Hold on. I got a question for you, Shady. Oh, yeah, sure. What kind of cookie are you today? Today? Oh, I'm feeling black and white. Oh, okay. Okay. Because so I they... really want one. <laughs> and if you want a black and white cookie as well, <laughs> you can email us at moviedejavupod at gmail.com. Yes. Spell it out for the folks, Shady. M-O-V-I-E-D-E-J-A-V-U-P-O-D at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Oh my God, you spelt it all out. I'm so happy. <laughs> Just for variety. <laughs> for 20, it took 25 episodes for us to spell out gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Movie Deja Vu Pod. And we're on Twitter at Movie Deja Vu. No pod because it, it was murdered like our wives were. Ooh. Do <laughs> um, you guys have any, any suggestions or requests or something? You can reach out to us. And then next week, if you want to watch along with us, we're going to get sexy. Yeah. We're going to be comparing No Strings Attached with versus Friends with Benefits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are they sexy? I haven't watched them yet. Are they sexy? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sex happens. Sex happens, but... <laughs> oh my god. John, will you be my friend with benefits? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, honey bunny. Pumpkin. It's time for us to depart these lovely people's ears. We've been talking for way too long. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.